What's up, friends? Hello. Can you give it up for my panel? The panel up here. And while they're up here, there's going to be a number on the screen as we get into this, because next week I'm going to preach on marriage, and we're going to talk, and my wife and Pastor Luke and his wife will be on stage. So what I want you to do is um, this question right here, it's for marriage, not this panel. All right, so write questions down, text them into this number, um, questions you may have on marriage that you would like us to answer next week or at least talk about. So uh, text, I'm giving you permission to text right now, all right? So text those questions in um, as we're preparing for next week's talk. But until then, I got a few fine folks up here that are going to talk about singleness, and I'm excited about this. Um, this is, I, I've asked them to be vulnerable and talk about where they are and, um, because God has given them a gift um, where they are, all of us have that gift in, and to be able to share it with us is, uh, that's why we have the body of Christ. So I'm glad that they're up here. So first thing that I want to do is I want to ask, um, if you would just share a little bit about yourself. I'm not going to venture to say everybody knows who you are. So where'd you come from? You know, maybe if you want to share your age, what do you do right now? How'd you get to renewal? Uh, just, just share a little bit about yourself. What's your name? And don't give them out your number though. What's your name, number? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, my name is Chris Tebron. Um, I'm single. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me see. I'm from uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, originally. I've been in Chicago since um, maybe I think a few years now. When was that? When? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So uh, yeah. I love Chicago. I love Renewal. Um, Renewal is one of the reasons I, I moved up here to Chicago. And um, yeah, I, I work in the city. I uh, work at a radio station. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty involved here at the church. So that's about it. I'm Emiola. Um, I was born in Chicago. I grew up in England up until high school. Went to Nigeria for high school, then came back to Chicago. I've been in Chicago, been back in Chicago since 2006. Um, I've been coming to renewal for just under two years now. I'm a member here. Um, what do I do? I work for a school management organization um, and I manage data. And what else? Is that it? It's good. Okay, awesome. Hi, my name is Dan. Um, I work for Renewal Church Chicago. I'm the director of operations here. Um, I've been coming to Renewal since about January, came on staff. Um, grew up in Midland, Michigan. Uh, moved here shortly after I graduated college about 12 years ago. Um, yeah, been here since. Good morning. My name is Allie. And um, I first came to Chicago in 2005. Grew up in Pennsylvania, but I, I came to Chicago to go to Moody Bonneville Institute. Graduated in 2010. And now I am enrolled at North Park University as a master's student in music. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys for sharing a little bit about yourself. I want to jump right in. So um, you, you talk, I, I said it in the sermon, like people, like, are you still single, this and that? Like, do you want to get married? All those different questions. So I want you to just, if you would, I kind of hate those questions too. Would you just speak on um, 
just the topic of what, what does dating look like for you? What, what does friendships look like for you? Like when we talk about that crossing the lines in, the, in your life and where you are right now, um, how do you do that? What's some, maybe some good practices you share and how you still treasure your relationship with Jesus, but at the same time still dating or friendships? What's that look like for you guys? One of the things that comes to mind, and I feel like this should be really obvious, but since you, since I am single, I have plenty of time to, um, to devote to spending time with the Lord. However, I think one of the real struggles of when you are single is that no one's really monitoring your schedule. Mm. And so if you stay up till like 2 a.m. watching who knows what on Netflix or, I don't know, falling down weird Instagram holes, I don't, whatever. Um, <laughs> That, uh, then you wake up the next morning or you don't wake up the next morning and, or that makes, and you just, you never have time to read your Bible. So Mm. monitor your schedule, go to bed, sleep. That's one thing that seems super obvious, but I think it should be said. (laughs) That's good. Echo. Um, I think with the topic of friendship, and I shared this earlier, um, just being intentional about building, um, like, true friendships with guys. Um, I think a lot of times for a single woman, you can be in a space where like every guy you meet, you're sizing them up to see if they're the one. Um, and you lose out on like just great friends. Um, so for me, it's just being intentional about building community with you know both sisters and brothers and actually truly seeing them as my brothers first versus mm. a potential husband. That's good, that's good. Uh, I guess it's the bounce off the community piece. Uh, I think it's important to be in community, to be involved um, in your church. Uh, I feel like it it keeps me from being isolated, and that's a a, a dangerous place to be a lot of times. Um, but yeah, I have friends who are single and friends who are married, and I learn a lot. Um, you can learn a lot in your friendships with married people about marriage. I feel like my friendships have really helped prepare me in a lot of ways um, for when that day does come. So I think, yeah, just having um, close friends who you can talk to and bounce just different thoughts off of or interests and things like that. So. Yeah, community, I think, is really key. You know, I live alone, so being intentional about getting out there, being with other people, um, and, and having it be some of those close friendships that Pastor G was talking about, you know, a couple weeks ago. Because um, I think, you know, me and Allie were talking about this a little bit. Girls will talk about how much singleness isn't fun, and guys just don't. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't talk to my guy friends like, man, it sucks being single. That's just not a conversation that I've had with any of my male friends. Um, and maybe some of you guys do, but I think just... Yeah, it's very different than I think the, the girl experience. But um, I think I'm realizing that's probably something I need to talk through. Because if you don't talk through that with someone, mm. it can fester and it can change and it can turn into something bad. So um, just trying to open up and have it, you know, deep friendships and community and stuff like that. That's good. That's good. And, and, and to that end, even as a married guy, I learn a lot from, uh, you know, hanging around singles too. I mean, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, you see that. Chris is probably at my house every Sunday, and uh, I've been at, at running with this guy for about 13 years, and so we know the ins and outs of each other's lives, 
And that's been a beneficial relationship, even though I've been, I ain't been single in 14 years. So it's been good to be able to do that and learn from that community and be able to do life with folks that are not made necessarily in the same state of life as you. Um, with that, I want to talk about, like, so how do you... Uh, stay pure, whether that be sexually or just even content in your life where you are right now um, in your singleness, what are some good practices and things that you put in place? Um, some of you guys spoke about community and things, but like if you open that up a little bit, what, what do those things look like for you a little bit more practical um, as you seek to stay pure and content? Being real with your community, so um, like having accountability partners, um, you know, just folks who you're able to share your struggles with, um, and they're able to speak truth to you. Um, but in addition to that, just being real with yourself. So knowing, um, like for me, the shows that I've cut out, um, is, you know, movies that I won't watch, um, because I know um, it's just not good for me, like my mental state. So I just would not. That's good. That's good. I would echo that. Um, watching your media content is just critical because it's not even just sexual content. It's the, the whole kind of romance culture the, that Hollywood has um, put out there that feeds into this um, these romantic fantasies that I think is uh, really, really easy for women to, to fall into. And... Um, and as, as, I, as I have observed a lot of marriages through the years, it's, it's not reflective of real life. Um, shocker, men are not following a script in real life. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't. Right. Um, I, yeah, watch. It's, it's, not, it's not helpful to, um, to my heart. It's not helpful... Um, to my relationship with Christ because it, it sets up my thinking for something that isn't real and just feeds into a, that spirit of discontent. Yeah, and I think um, you know, Ali's kind of talking about the you know, dream that a lot of think women have of the white picket fence and kids and all that. I, th I think the temptation that men have tend to be more lustful. Um, and I think that's the problem that I think more men struggle with, kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. And so I think that's something that you need to address. Um, I think for both um, purity and contentment for me has been a change in the way I do my prayer life. Um, and so act actively repenting of sexual sins, even if it's a, you know, one of those things, I look at a girl longer than I should. Um, recognizing that and kind of realizing, yeah, that's a sin against God and that's something I need to make an active part because, you know, try as I might, I can't change my habits with that, um, but God can. And realize, really putting that to him, um, just making that something that, you know, I have to, you know, when I have my quiet time with God, that's something I have to work through. I um, mean, I think the same thing goes with contentment. You know what I mean? I think right now I'm at a period of life where I'm content, and for me it was a change in how I prayed to God about singleness, be changing between please give me a wife, please give me a wife, give me what I want, um, instead of, uh, you know, I still pray that sometimes, but it's also God, God, help my heart with this, you know, pray over this, help me be content, because again, at the end of the day, I can, I can try as much as I can, but you know, I can't do anything without God's help with that. So. Yeah, and um, for me, I think... Uh it, I mean, as cliche as it sounds sometimes within Christian community, but just I remind myself that God is enough in my life that um, I think that takes the pressure off of me to like want to go and be married. Like at the end of the day, like in my mind, if Christ comes back before I get married, I will be okay. Like, <laughs> trust me, like 
I won't be stressing about the fact that I didn't get married in this life when I get to heaven. So, you know, I think it is, um, it definitely is something that I desire, but um, I have way more moments of contentment than I do of stressing about being married. So that's good. That's good. That's good. Anybody else? This is good. This is good. Well, I'm going to split this question a little bit, but if there was one thing as we're thinking about just um, singleness, if there was one thing that you could say or share with other singles, what would that be? What would be one thing that would be important to, that you think other singles may need to know um, as they're thinking about this cross on the lines um, aspect of like, what's one thing that you would give them as to encourage them, maybe even challenge them a little bit too? Um, so I think one of the things that when I've approached dating and, and that kind of stuff is that, you know, you kind of have to realize that the person you're dating is your neighbor. Um, and, you know, we're told to love our neighbors as ourselves, and just realizing kind of what that looks like. And so a quick story, a few years ago, I was hanging out with a friend and she had been on a date like two or three days earlier and the guy hadn't called her back and she was going through a really rough time with that. She was anxiety, she was depressed. And I just realized, I'm like, man, that isn't love. Um, and so for me, one of the practical things I do is like, if I go on a date with a girl that I have decided I'm not going to date, I just let her know. It's a simple text message of, hey, you know, it was fun hanging out. I'm not going to ask you out again. Um, have a good day. Um, I'm a little nicer than that when I actually do it. Um, but at the same time, I want to be clear, it takes me like 10 minutes of looking at my phone to actually send that because it's really weird. It's really awkward. And I have to remind myself, I was like, man, you got to love this person that you don't ever want to date again. So, um, and that's, it's just one of those things that I've, that I've realized that's helpful with that. So. <laughs> I applaud that. Been there. Um, the other, what I would say is, is not so much a piece of advice, but something that I would encourage my fellow single men and women with is that you matter. It can often feel like when you are, you know, facing repeated rejection that you're just kind of insignificant. It can feel like when, and I'm, I'm say this carefully because uh, yes, I do believe that marriage is a beautiful and wonderful thing that has been instituted by God, but it can feel like it is given so much airtime in the church that somehow we become less significant in the church. So I really appreciate, Derek, what you said this morning about that it's, it is a gift. And um, not just because we have more time to give to the church in service, but because, um, I mean, just being real honest here, it has been used so mightily by God in my life as a means of refining my soul to become more like Christ. And that alone should be I mean, that's, that's why we're all here. If, if that is not the greatest gift, then, then there's a, another conversation that we need to be having before we talk about singleness. Um, and so I, I, I would just encourage you with that, that you do matter. You matter not only to your heavenly father, you matter in the life of the church. You matter because the story that your life is telling about um, about God's faithfulness in the face of uh, something other than what you would maybe have wished for, that's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing to be able to say, I, I want this thing, but Jesus is better. It's a powerful thing to say that I, I, 
I don't know what you're doing here, God, but I trust that you are good in the face of my confusion. That is a very powerful thing. And um, so that's my encouragement. Um, as far as kind of how do we cross those lines between um, married and single, uh, one of the first things that comes to mind for me is that uh, I've been told from time to time by married friends that they wish sometimes that they were single. And to that I say, please don't tell me that. That's, that's hurtful. Um, first of all, that, I mean, that, what an awful thing to say about your spouse and your marriage, but leaving that aside, um, um, I just, you have what I am, what I want. And so for you to say that you don't want it sometimes is like, oh, well, that, that just hurts. So, um, and then, but as far as how do we as single people cross that line in friendship for our, our married brothers and sisters, um, obviously I can't speak for the men, but for the women, I would say, uh, reach out in friendship as a single woman to your married sisters because they need friendship too. And, you know, when it's just a couple of girls getting together, you can organize your schedules a lot easier than if you're trying to get two couples together. And, and there's just not anything quite like being with a group of girls. And so, um, ladies, we all need each other. Married, single, doesn't matter. That's good. I think on that note, like, if you could share some tidbits, like she talked about it a little bit, but what, if, as a married person or even individual or couple, what's some things that we could do maybe to help or come alongside? Um, you, you share one that's not necessarily beneficial, but how, how do we cross lines and interact with you um, in, in, a, in a better way? Um, and even how could you encourage singles, too, to cross those lines, too? Um, I think for myself, uh, you know, I... I um, it makes me think about like boundaries and things like that. Like I've, I have a lot of friends who uh, have gotten married and, um, you know, I think about how that changes for our friendship, you know, and I, I, I find that like I need to be respectful of, you know, time and, you know, just that union. But I feel like in the same way, um, you know, married couples or friends can be intentional about, you know, uh, I guess just spending time or planning out time to um, do life, you know, because um, I, you know, me and, like Derek said, me and him, you know, we hang out a lot, um, but I just think, you know, I think that's the way we can both cross the line, if that makes sense. But. Okay. I'd say just be real. Um, I think a lot of times, um, just like be real and share what marriage truly looks like. I think sometimes for singles, you don't see the day-to-day and in-outs of um, a marriage and sometimes there are the ups and there are the downs. And so, um, especially if you're in community and these are people that you're close with, um, and obviously to, you know, to a point there's boundaries in that, but um, just sharing what marriage truly looks like with your single friends um, and, and in that process, they're also learning and um, you're still able to, to grow. Um, but I, I agree, you know, you know, like just being able to still stay in community and because you have a married friend doesn't mean they cannot be your friend anymore. It's mm. just the dynamics have shifted and you can learn from them as they're learning from you. You mean so. marrieds and singles can't hang out? You know, it's no such thing as the ministry called spares and pairs? 
you know. <laughs> no joke. That's some ministries and churches. So we need to we need to cross yeah. those lines with yeah. each other, right? Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Because yeah. I think because even in that too, like I'm sure some of the married folks appreciate their single friends who good. babysit. And, that's you know, good. And Come on now. Come on now. Say, yeah. 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 And that's good to that to that note. I, I think it's. Um, we are very, we try to be very intentional with, um, some of you all have stayed at our house and um, we love doing that, being able to open up our homes to folks um, to stay with us. I mean, it is giving them a glimpse of our family. At the same time, we learn a lot too, um, just by having people in our house and that's in instant community there too. So um, yeah, it, it is true. Like we should cross those lines. I had somebody come up after the first service and say like, man, that was just something taboo in our culture. You know, marriage didn't hang out with singles. And I'm like, why? You know, that. We should hang out with one another and, and connect. So um, that's good. That's good. Any, um, as we're ending now, any last bits of encouragement, challenging, even just anything you didn't share that you might want to share with the folks here today? Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that I'll kind of say, especially people who are going from the single to the married stage of life, um, just realize that that can be really difficult for your single friends. Um, so a couple of years ago, I had a group of like eight friends. We were all single. And then probably in like two or three years, like more than half of them got married. And then I lost my community. Um, and that was, a, that was a difficult transition for me because, you know, obviously I get that married people need to hang out with their spouse. You should be, hang, if you're married, you should be hanging out with your spouse more than your friends. I'll, I'll admit that much. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't hang out with your friends at all. Um, right. You need to be able to make time for them. And that's going to change. Um, and I think it's, it's doubly difficult because not only did I lose my community, I lost it to something I wanted to do, right? I wanted to be married. They were getting married. Mm-hmm. And so you have a little bit of that envy going on. And then you lost the community that you usually used to commiserate about being single with and stuff like that. So, um, so just be aware of that as you're, you know, if you're getting married, as you're dating someone to just like not drop your friends. So that's good. That's good. Um, shoot, if you, if you marry, I mean, be on the lookout for your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you see somebody who might, you know, fit the description, you know, I, mean, I no. love it. I love but, it. Um, so but so real. What's the, she, they said, "What's the description, Chris?" Right. <laughs> That's another conversation. <laughs> um, but I think for singles, just like you know, just notice it's a it's a journey. You know, it's like you have your own journey, so don't try to like don't compare yourself to other people or like you know. What, I mean, Derek got married early, you know. <laughs> Like, I mean, I'm saying that because that's my friend, but um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, you know, just don't play the comparison game. It's dangerous. Just you are where you are and uh, just continue to trust God and continue to stay connected with uh, people um, and community. So that's my last that's good. word. That's good. I would add to that, though, that as, at the same time, um, it's okay to allow yourself space to grieve. Mm. to allow yourself time to say, yes, this, this has hurt me and this is hard. And I would say to my married friends that um, sometimes what your single friends really need is not for you to present a solution, but for you to sit there and, and weep with them. Mm. And, um, and ultimately, I think you do come to a point of you, you get up from your weeping and say, yes, God is still good. Yeah. And, and I, I will still rejoice. But... But it's not a, 
it's not a bad thing to allow yourself that time and that space. Um, and so as, as kind of moving forward from that space to, um, to my married friends, celebrate your, what your single friends are doing. Sometimes it can feel like you're, you're like the only kid at a, you know, at, you're a kid at a, at a picnic or something that's playing basketball all by himself and he's shooting hoops or trying to, and finally he makes a basket. And he looks around to see if anyone's looking, but there's no one there watching. Wow. And sometimes that's what being single can feel like, like there's just no one watching. And so to my married friends, celebrate what your single friends are accomplishing. It is hugely, hugely encouraging in ways that I, I don't think is often recognized. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, Thank you. I would say, well, two things. Um, live in the now. I think a lot of times... Um, because we're looking forward to next season, we don't appreciate the season we're in. Um, and, you know, I was encouraged by one of the points that this season isn't forever. And so you don't want to miss the goodness that's going on now because you're looking forward to the next thing. Um, because there's always going to be a next thing. Um, and then an encouragement to myself and to everyone else is that God hasn't failed me yet. And so mm -hmm. just even in this, um, like, I'm encouraged because I've seen God come through in other areas of my life. And so I'm able to be at peace because I know that he won't fail me in this, in this season. That's yeah. good. That's good. Thank you, guys. Can you guys put your hands together for the panel? Thank you. Thank you, guys, for sharing. And I know this may be new for some of you guys. Maybe this is your first time at Renewal or maybe you haven't been here before when we've done panels. I like to mix it up a little bit and do some things that are different. And, and what it does is it allows you to hear from people in your body too that, and not just me. And I like doing that. So you'll see this. We're going to do another one next week as I preach on marriage and then we'll talk about marriage too. But part of this family, as we're getting ready to take communion together, is that this is why we do our groups the way we are. And it's not men and women or singles and marrieds. It's all of us together because we're fellowshipping together. We're crossing those lines with one another. It's diverse in terms of racial makeup, all of that. Now you can break out in your own little groups outside of that, true. But in those groups, that's why we're doing that. We do that on purpose. We get to learn from each other and engage and do life with one another on a on a different level so as we come to the tables this morning we get to experience what